past, then you know just where to get them. Keeping you in tune with plays on the field. This fine's worth the noise. Man, you know the drill. podcast where we talk college football from a college fantasy football perspective i am your host tony aka farnsworth and you know i'm joined by my man 100 grand with his hands in the sand owens what's up baby (laughs) we got some college football baby we here man yes Man, you know, I've been waiting on this, man, for months, man. I, boy, about to pop. About to pop like a fat, juicy tick. Boy, 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 boy it was a Friday night, man. I was boiling about to pop. And I can't wait to, for Saturday football, man. I finally got me some. I feel a little bit better, but I want some more. Yeah, you look appetizer. You want some more, yeah, man? Yeah, man. The yeah, appetizer wasn't nothing, man. I'm still hungry. That's true. Starving. Did wet your whistle though? Did wet your whistle? It, it did. It did. It did. That was great. Great. This season four, man. Season four of the Anchor Bottles Podcast, episode one. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Mm. We are recording this on a Tuesday night. We got a couple days till see uh, till week one kicks mm. off. We'll talk about some matchups here in a little bit. Thursday night, a nice. Thick slate of college football mm-hmm. that is upon us. But we are here. Like you said, we had week zero. Let's recap that a little bit. It was an appetizer enough to wet your whistle a little bit. Give us enough to kind of sustain us. And you know, we're still percolating a little bit. Right. But any type of college football is better than no college football. Yes, sir. We had a couple decent matchups, man. We had Notre Dame beating the brakes off of Navy. Mm. Some things never change with USC and the defense. Alex Grinch, I don't know how this guy still has a job, but USC's giving up points, as we expected them to with Alex Grinch still running the show out there defensively. UTEP takes on the newly uh, instated into G5, Jacksonville State, which beat UTEP. Yet UMass giving it to New Mexico State like they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. San Diego State and Ohio, that was the game of the week to me. Ohio, unfortunately, loses Curtis Rourke in that game. C.J. Harris didn't look too bad. Got to right. cut down on the turnovers. I think the San Diego State defense is good, though. Right. Florida International, Louisiana Tech, another good game. Shamari Lawrence showed up big in that game. Hawaii looks to be back with the run and shoot against Vanderbilt. I thought Vanderbilt would beat them by a few touchdowns. It looked like Hawaii is new and improved. Owens, what you think about that Thursday? Well, not Thursday. Saturday slate this past Saturday. Man, like you said, Grinch and that defense, man. That's that's the headache that OU was dealing with <laughs> a couple years ago. We knew we could score, but but we also knew we was going to give up a ton of points. 
that we would get scored on. Yes. <laughs> so it's like early and often. Early and often. You got guys streaking down the middle of the field, wide open. Then you try to fix the middle of the field, and then you got dudes on the sideline wide open. Nick Nash had himself a day, a converted quarterback. Nick Nash. Three touchdowns. Man, it, it, it ain't like nothing. But listen, they said what, what, what they giving up about seven yards, uh, uh, on the ground carry. It was ridiculous with those five star transfers, one of them, Bear Alexander. But it doesn't mean anything in Alex Grinch's defense, so I mean, it is what it is. How do you give up seven? Oh, my goodness, anyways. But yeah, man, no damn did what they supposed to have, had done. Uh, like I said, man, uh, you mass, you mass was impressive. You know, I don't know very impressive, man. Tyson Pumachong and oh, Karon Lynch Adams running the football. Right, right. This did they thing, like you said, that, that San Diego State, Ohio, good defenses, man. They was battling it out, man. I kind of watched, watched a little bit. I had some runs to do, man. But off and on, man, I what I could see of that game, man. Yeah, they was getting after it. I mean, getting after. It. <laughs> San Diego State's defense might be more than a streaming defense this year, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, I think that game looks different if, if Curtis Rourke plays the whole game. But um CJ Harris, he I think I think Curtis Rourke is is in line to play this week, so he should be fine. Uh the San Diego State running back room, this this backfield is just a mess. It is. I thought they had it solved, but it seems like they don't. What do you think about this? It's a mess, like you said. I I thought um um uh Christian was gonna come in and just take over, but a few days ago they said Davis was supposed to start. They could declare well, it him was, the it was a split type of thing. If you look at the depth chart, they had two running backs starting, like a T and a something else. Yeah, but he only got one carry. And like Davis one <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It <laughs> don't make sense, but I don't like it's a mess. It's just a bunch of so that's that's the backfield you want to stay away from as of right now. As of right like now, that. I'll tell you what you don't want to stay away from is the wide receiver room at Ohio uh, Hawaii. Yes, wide receiver room in Hawaii. You got Ashlock and you got the other guy there, both going over 100 yards. Brayton Shaker looks to be new and improved. Man, I want to see what this offense is going to look like. When they get into conference play, uh, Stephen McBride, the other guy, had two touchdowns. They're almost 100 yards, both having seven catches. So you're in a PPR league. You love that right there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Ashlock, seven for 127 and a touchdown. Stephen McBride, seven for 98 and two touchdowns. Uh, Braden Shaker looked pretty good, had the two turnovers there. I saw one of the turnovers there in the red zone. I think it was inside the five, man. The corner just made a heck of a play. Right. On the football, it was one of those jump balls, and the corner from Vanderbilt just made a heck of a play for the football. But he comes in there and turns it over twice. Does Braden Shager? He did look good though. Twenty-seven for thirty-five, three fifty-one and three. Uh, right. I want, man, I want to see what they're going to look like once they get into conference play. The right. week zero was good to us, man. Uh, I had a blast watching it. I was just happy to watch some football. And now we get a full slate starting this week, week one. Uh, we got games starting Thursday, uh, a nice slate of games Thursday. We got a nice matchup with Florida and Utah. That'll probably be the game of the day. Then you got games on Friday, some pretty decent games on Friday. And then Saturday, 
a plethora of matchups on Saturday, good matchups. And then you got the big one on Sunday, LSU at Florida, Florida State. Yes, we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. But looking at this slate, Owens, which, which I mean, how, how many of these games intrigue you? Which one of these games you want to discuss? Because there's a lot of cream, puffy, cupcake, little sisters of the poor type games, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but you got some decent ones, though. Which one sticks out to you? Well, the two you mentioned, Florida at Utah and um, and, and Florida State playing LSU, them is the two this weekend that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's a couple of other ones that uh, I was kind of looking at. That, yeah, that's, you know, not really uh, uh, top 25 teams, but you know, it may be a good battle like Nebraska-Minnesota. You know, might give you a, a good cottage football game. You know what I mean? Colorado TCU, man. Deion Colorado TCU, game. right. As a P5 head coach, uh, all of the uh, uh, things that surround that whole situation with the transfer uh, transfers and, and everything that he's got going out there in Boulder, TCU, everything that's surrounding this situation, that should be an inter- interesting game, I think. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Um it's just a few of them. I think uh, – what's the other one I was looking at? What about this Ohio State QB situation? They play Indiana as a conference uh, game to start off the year. Uh, Ryan Day saying both of these quarterbacks are going to get played. I think I think Devin Brown wins this thing out because the writing's on the wall. I think Ryan Day was pushing for Kyle McCord and knows. I think he knows that Devin Brown is the guy. I think he just didn't want Kyle McCord to transfer. Mm. One of them situations, you think? Yeah, because Kyle McCord had the whole offseason, not the offseason, but spring to himself. Uh, Devin Brown was hurt. He was injured. He, so he's nursing an injury. He still didn't win it then. He's coming in the camp, so should have had the lead. He still didn't win it then. And so, right. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why he's having to hold off naming uh, a starting quarterback uh, later on into this week. Because he, I mean, normally he would have already named the starting quarterback. You know, looking at the uh, history of his uh, head coaching career, but he hadn't. There's a reason for that, and I think that Devin Brown is kind of forcing him to to make the decision he knows is not right. But I think Devin Brown wins this thing out. It's one of those things where the coaches are saying, you know what, let's just let this thing play out on the field. And I think it took him a while to make this decision for a reason. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, though. There's too much of that going on. Quarterback battles everywhere, and they want to wait, you know, wait to let it play out on the field. I mean, you know who the starter is. You just, like you said, you don't want nobody to transfer, so you want to keep everybody, you know what I'm saying, around that you can, as long as you possibly can. So it's one of them things, yeah. man. It, it, man, you know who the starter is. You know who the best guy is. Just go on and say it. Right, right, but the transfer portal is kind of a pickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this: over and under on rushing yards for Nevada against USC. <laughs> man, listen. You think they get over one fifty? They gonna man, they gonna get. Yeah, I take I take the over one fifty. <laughs> okay. Man, man, if you're giving up over seven yards of carry, that's against what is it, San Jose State. Who doesn't even like to even, run the ball consistently. Don't even guess. They'd rather throw it. 
dollars is going to get down. <laughs> <laughs> the dollars is going to be money, huh? Sean Dollars. Man, dollars is going to get you, man. He's going to have about a hundred. He's going to have at least 130 of that by himself. Man, you make me want to go pick him back pick up. Pick him up and put, put him in. <laughs> put him in week one. Just for that one game, you getting it. <laughs> <laughs> you going to talk me into it, man? Man. I think North Carolina has a chance to lose, man. They're number 21. They're at South Carolina, Columbia. I think they have a chance to lose that game. I think Spencer Rattler has matured as a person, as a young man, and as a player. I think he has a different mentality coming yeah. into this year. I think he has a solid game. Drake May is there, no doubt. But there's no doubt who has the better defense between these two teams. And right. South Carolina's at home. Again, this is in Columbia. Right. I think I think North Carolina goes down in this one, man. Is it going to be a shootout or uh, what? Uh, I don't know that it'll be a shootout like that because Phil Longo is not there. He's in Wisconsin now, so you have a more of a, I want to say, conservative-style offense coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, whether he plays to the strength of Drake May and just continues as things were last year, I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I think South Carolina pulls this game out, and they, I mean, on paper, it looks like an upset because they're not ranked. Right. And and North Carolina is, but I don't know that the people in South Carolina is looking at this as an upset. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. I just don't. And I think Tulane also needs to watch out for South Alabama. South Alabama was really good last year. South Alabama was good. Yes, sir. Fun belt. Fun belt. Yes, sir. So we've got some good matchups, man. Um, Duke and Clemson, what you think about that game on Monday night? I think it's Labor Day. It is. Clemson. Man. Lovelick, man, under the new offensive coordinator, Lincoln Riley's little brother, Garrett Riley. Yeah, I want to see. Duggan into a Heisman Trophy finalist. I want to see, man. I want to see how – Clemson plays, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if 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 he can keep the defense honest, Shipley with Shipley, Shipley gonna have a, a really good season. But if they offense can be balanced enough every week, Clemson gonna be pretty good. And I think yeah. it depends on Clemson. I think I think it depends on him. Yeah. I'm still picking Clemson to win the ACC. I don't know. I don't get all the Florida State hype. I think LSU is going to blow their doors off. You think so? I think LSU is going to blow their doors off. Listen, last year OU was 6-7. and seven. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it wasn't as bad as people thought. Yes, the defense was bad, but the defense had been deteriorating since the Lincoln-Riley regime took over after Bob Stoops. It was entropy. It was a downward spiral right. after that because of the neglect of the interior, mainly the defensive line. Right. They neglected that part of the defense, and Lincoln-Riley was so focused on offense, which you see that now at USC, different stories. Mm -hmm. And so they lost five games, five out of the seven games, by one score. Right. One score. Right. Four out of those five were by a field goal, three points. So it wasn't as bad. Now, they did get blew out to Texas right. by Texas. 
and they did take a spanking at the hands of TCU. But right. the rest of those games, and we understand why it was like that BV has made that clear. This Florida State team was number eight in the country. If OU was so bad, OU should have won that game. They should have won that game. Yep. Salchuk had the fumble late, late in the fourth quarter. Florida State gets the ball, drives, and and wins the wins the game. Right. You know, you know, and including the phantom third and two and everything. It wasn't a first down. It was not. He's a full yard short, but they gave right. it to him right. nonetheless. Right. They beat OU by a field goal. Right. And all of a sudden, they come into this year ranked number eight. Yeah. Wait a minute. This was a six and six team when you played them, and you and you got bombed by the skin of your teeth. It was a squeaker. Now, now was that was that OU being as bad as the record showed, or was that OU emerging into the OU team that is as you know what I'm saying is getting ready to be this year? What do I you think, think? I think that was an OU team that was trying to piece some some things together. They had two of their best offensive linemen didn't play in that game. The one was a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them played. Eric Gray, their number one running back, did not play in the game. Jalen Redman, their number one defensive lineman, did not play in that game. Mm-hmm. They were missing some key pieces. I had a true freshman start the game in Javante Barnes. You had a freshman mm-hmm. who hadn't got any run, any burn all year in Gavin Salchuk step up and get over 100 yards. I just, I don't, I mean, OU was bad. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that. But I don't think there was no emergence to the point to where we're going to give some credit to Florida State for beating this emerging team. And that credit, by the way, is going to result in them being the number eight team in the country. The follow, I don't see it, man. Right. I agree with that. I think LSU blows their doors off. I think they beat LSU last year, but that was before they got going. That was before Brian Kelly figured that thing out and and got rolling and they beat Alabama and they get to the SEC championship game and all of that. I think they blow the doors off of Florida State. Uh, I'm I'm on the the other end of it. I I know you are, man. Well, well, I'm not saying Florida State is going to beat LSU. I'm saying I just think it might be a better game than what you think. Okay, that's I think, fair. I, I think I think I think Travis is um is is a good quarterback. He's he's the, he done got a whole lot better from when he was a freshman yes, he season, has. and um and uh I, I think he's got a weapon out there, man. That uh, Wilson, everybody's yeah. talking about. Yeah, Johnny uh, Wilson, big boy, man, six seven, six six, something like that. Big boy, they did bring in Keon Coleman from the transfer portal. Right, and Coleman the other side. So, but I mean, I think it's a closer game. And, and then, then, then your boy, you're running back, Trey Benson. Uh, Benson, right? You know, with 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 that combination, man, I think it's going to be a better game than what you than what you think. I could be off. I could be just judging this solely on what I saw in that cheese it bowl. Right. <laughs> Last year. 
I could be, I, I could, I could be basing it solely on that. And that's, and that's, and that's possible. That's possible. I could have some, you know, some skewed view here. <laughs> totally possible. But man, I can't, I can't wait to see. That's the good thing about it. We're gonna get to see. Yes, sir. We are, we are, we are going to get to see in just a few days, and I can't wait. I can't wait. Mm. Sooners play. I got a lot of things I could say about the Sooners, man. I think Andrew Anthony is going to light it up this year. I know a lot of people mm. on Jaleel Farouk. I don't see Jaleel Farouk as a number one wide receiver. I just don't. Just don't. Mm. I don't. Man, they, just, just, just the things that they did with him last year, the little gadget plays, the little in the right. rounds and the sweeps, and that just didn't scream, I'm next man up to me. You think they're going to keep doing that with him or are they going to move him somewhere else? I think else? they're going to keep doing that type of stuff <laughs> with him. I think <laughs> Anthony is the guy. And I think that uh, Gavin Freeman, whom his teammates affectionately call him G-Freaky, mm-hmm. Reynolds cannot stop talking about this kid. You know, he is a rich man's Wes, Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. I say that because he's small, tiny, works the slot, but he's more right. athletic than Wes Welker. He's right. faster and he's quicker than Wes Welker, and he's stronger. He's a weight room freak. That's why they call him G-Freaky, one of the reasons why they call him that. I think the dude is a stud. I think he's going to light it up mm-hmm. as far as working that slot and everything in that in Jeff Levy's system. And we saw the depth chart today. We saw that Marcus Major is, is getting the start. And I, I, I understand that. He's the elder statesman right. there. Uh, he's, he's worked really hard to get himself back into shape. Uh, coming off injuries and thing, you know, he's been fighting all types of things oh, since he's man. been at OU. He's been there, yes. yeah. He's fighting all kind of stuff, and I think you know, I think it's a it's a it's a respect thing that Demarco Murray has given him the nod, and Tywee right. Walker is the co-starter there. And right, I was on Tywee two years ago when I saw him in the spring game in 2022. I'm like, who is that? Right, who is that dude? Give him some burn. And so I was on him a couple years ago. Then it kind of faded a little bit because mm-hmm. he wasn't getting any burn. Eric Gray and Javante Barnes, so on and so forth. And then here comes the spring of 2023, and DeMarco Murray is Tommy Walker. Tommy Walker. Right. Tommy Walker. And then the fall camp comes around, preseason camp. Tommy Walker. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe this is the year. He didn't, he didn't earn, he didn't move up the depth chart. Yeah. And, and, and I've heard all kinds of things by people that know what they're talking about. People that are there seeing whatever part of practice that Venables is allowing them to see. Right. They say that, that DeMarco Murray is all over his guys, all over them, screaming at them and everything. But when it comes to Tywee, it's not like that. They say he's consistent, man. He's consistent. consistent. Yeah. Owens, I love his game. I love his build. Now he's not as quick as a as a uh, Gavin Sawchuck, and, and you know he doesn't have the young legs of a Javante Barnes, but he's a walk on. Howie right. Walker is a walk on, but in between the tackles, he is wonderful. In, I, I love his build, the makeup. He's about five nine, like two ten, two fifteen. Nice bowling ball. He's rocked up. Mm-hmm. He's excellent in between the tackles. Has great vision. He's a one cut, one step type of running back. He doesn't do a lot of dancing, so he's not going to have, you know, the those eye popping uh, 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 highlights as a Javante Barnes or Gavin right. yeah. would. But the dude is consistent, though. He's consistent. Yeah. And I heard one of the defensive tackles on a podcast that he, he was asked a question. 
that, you know, which one of the offensive players are you, do you guys hate tackling the most? And lo and behold, the name he brought up was Tywee Walker. <laughs> he said, we hate when we hate to see him come in <laughs> because the dude is hard to tackle. He's hard to take down. He's hard to bring down right. because he's just, he's physical. Again, a little bowling ball, low low center of gravity. Right. So, man, I, I, I think the dude, if given the opportunity, I think the dude is going to shine. That's I good. think he's going to shine bright, man. But, yeah, look for Andrew Anthony, Gavin Freeman, and I love Tywee Walker. Of course, we love the freshman. Caleb Hicks, there's a lot of been said about him. Right. Uh, Dylan Smothers was dealing right. with some things. He had to leave the team for a while. Caleb Hicks looks really, really, really good, man. Look, mm-hmm. man, the running back room is stacked. Stacked, yes. Stacked, yeah, man. They got the number one running back coming in next year. As of right now, Taylor Tatum. Tatum, right. Xavier Robinson is no joke. He's coming in next year. Big body will need that in the SEC. But OU's right. offense is looking really good right now. Jackson Ono, I think he'll throw about two or three touchdowns this week. So I think so too, man. I think so too. That dude is a beast, man. When I when, when I say he that dude. Jackson Arnold is that dude, man. Yes. He that dude. That, that dude can spin that ball, man. He can, he can spin, spin it, man. Ball, man. He can spin it. He can spin it, most definitely. Almost, man, let's get into some CFF stuff, man. Some highs and lows, lows and highs. Let's get some players that we're high on that other people may not be as high on. And then we'll look at some players that we're lower on that other people may be high on. And after that, we'll delve into some start and sit for this week. Not a lot happening because it's week one, but we're just glad to bring you some type of content on the Anchor Biters podcast. Owens, a couple of players you're high on this year that a lot of people may not be high on. I know I just downgraded one of them, but uh, <laughs> I just downgraded one of them. I just, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Go ahead, man. State your case, bro. Yes, State you did. You did. I'm gonna take him off my list. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the quarterback, man. I think Davis Brand transferring from Tulsa, going over to uh, Georgia Southern. I think this guy is underrated. Probably underrated because of the schedule. They're probably looking at his schedule and saying, you know, he may not be as good as uh, they think, but. He's going to throw that ball a lot, man. He's going to chunk that ball, and the more opportunities you get uh, when it comes to throwing that ball, man, I, you know, the the more chances, the more yards you can come out of that whip. You also can throw some, you know, picks or whatever. But I think Davis Brand, man, is going to go down to Georgia Southern, man. I think he's going to do way better than what most people think he's going to do. What you think about that? I concur. I like that pick, man. I do. I'm all over Davis Brand. Listen, if I had room in our home league, I would have this dude. I think he's going to light it up. Really, I, I mean, I do. I, I like the system. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they are a past, past first system. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that's very accommodating to what we're saying here. Uh, the schedule, um, he's got some spots. Right, you know he's got Wisconsin in week three, and I don't like the James Madison coming off the bye. James Madison was real good last year against mm-hmm. the pass, and so was Marshall. But he's got some spots, man. Well, I think he has an opportunity to light it up. I would definitely start him this week against Citadel. I think they right. come out and try to make a statement against Citadel and just light them up. I think right. he's going to light their world up, and so 
Yeah, I like that pick, man. Who else you got? Man, I don't even have nobody else, man. You took one off my list, man. Who was it, man? <laughs> I was like, I was like a Javante Barnes man from Oklahoma, but <laughs> you know, you know, uh just, I didn't just, do it. DeMarco Murray did it. I know, I know Murray just, you know, he just rained on my parade, man. I was, you know, excited about the dude, but it's all good. Dude, he and Levy in their weekly pressers this week was just all about Tywee Walker, man. Yeah. And and uh, uh, Demarco Murray has been that way all through spring and all through summer and all, and preseason camp. He has. Mm-hmm. He's talked glowingly about Tywee Walker about how consistent he is. BV in his presser today was talking about Tywee Walker about mm. how he's just been consistent and about how uh, the best ability is availability and he's just been consistent all right. preseason camp. Right. I mean, at some point when everybody's just talking about the kid, they're talking believe about it. him for a reason, man. Yeah, right. you got to believe. Some coaches you do want to believe. Some of them you don't want to believe a word they say. Well, you ain't lying. Ooh, you ain't lying. <laughs> Hugh Freeze, I'm looking at you. You don't want to believe a word they say, but I think BV and company is one of those coaching staffs where you can take what they're saying. They're genuine with what they say. I don't think they're trying to mislead anybody. You know what I mean, right? With their with the with the uh, information that they're putting out. So I mean, Javante Barnes may end up that guy, but I think if listen, man, if they're giving Tawie Walker some burn, barring injury, I can almost promise you he won't mess it up. He won't mess it up now. What I've seen out of this kid, yeah. I'm telling you, Owens, yeah. I like it, man. I, I I like it. I know Saul Chuck is there, but he missed some. He missed a. I think he missed some time in in preseason count here and there. That's why BV said of the best ability is availability because I think Javante Barnes also with the uh, dead bone in his foot, whatever that situation was, he missed some time too. <laughs> right, crazy situation. He missed some time too, man. Listen, I like Chandler Morris, man. He was a starter going into last year. I right. like him in this. Uh, Kendall Brown's system. Kendall Brown's likes to run his QBs. Mm-hmm. I think Chandler Morris has that dual threat ability that will be relevant where CFF is concerned. Mm-hmm. I like TCU's schedule. I like how they're going to use him. I like the weapons that he has. And mm-hmm. I think people know who he is. They're just kind of like, okay, what's he going to do? I'm high on Chandler Morris this year. I think I Chandler like Morris is going to get down. I, I think like he's going to. Yeah, man, I think he's going to get down in this TCU offense. Again, I was kind of skeptical about Kendall Browse, but the fact that he doesn't mind running his quarterbacks and Chandler Morris does have some wheels. He is a dual-threat quarterback. Right. I like that spot. I like the position that he's in uh, under the uh, offensive coordinator. Again, Kendall Browse. I like at, at least what I think he's going to bring to the table. Right. I like that. I also like Andrew Anthony, man. I brought him up just a minute ago. I think he's going to be the leading receiver for the Sooners. Uh, the uh, transfer from Michigan. I like his speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is what Jeff Levy is looking for on the outside because Jeff Levy continues to say, we want to score from far. We want to score from far. We want to score from far. Mm-hmm. I think he possesses the speed and the athleticism to be that downfield threat 
that Jeff Levy is looking for in this offense. He wants to go deep. We saw that when he was at UCF. We saw that when he was at Ole Miss. They do like to throw it deep. Mm-hmm. They will take their shots. We just need Dylan Gabriel to be consistent. Because yeah. And, and the word is that he has. He has. And that's, you know, that's kind of what you want to hear. And that's kind of what you expect when you have a five-star quarterback breathing down your neck. Mm, well, <laughs> I like I like Anthony's size at 6'1", 192. I like it. I like yes. that six one body. I'm gonna yeah. tell you something. If if Gabriel can't hit this dude, I promise you, I guarantee you. <laughs> guarantee, I guarantee you. <laughs> Jackson Arnold. I guarantee you, man. Listen to me, man. I guarantee you. Arnold gonna come in. Arnold will hit this dude. Yeah, he's got a stronger arm. He's got a that's yes. already been established in, yes. in camp by again. We know that, but by people that's watching practices. Right. That's already been established. So uh yeah, that right there. Um, I also like DJ Giddens, man. We we are enamored with the shiny new penny. You've got your guy from Florida State, Ward, Trayshawn Ward coming over and Everybody's expecting. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they've seen more of Trayshawn Ward. Maybe Maybe. that's why. Maybe. You know, they're thinking he's just going to come in and usurp DJ Giddens. I don't see that. DJ Mm -hmm. Giddens is not a slouch. Right. I watched him in several games last year. The the little, you know, the the time that he did get, he is not a slouch. It's kind of like the Carson Steele deal. Carson Steele's not a slouch. But it's not that he's a he's 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 a slouch. It's TJ Hard's not allowing him to come in and take over. I think you get the same situation here with DJ Giddens. He's not letting Trayshawn Ward come in here and just take over. <laughs> what do you think you coming in here to do? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what you here for? <laughs> yeah, you might as well sit down like the rest yeah. of them. <laughs> I don't think he's going to let him come in and just take over, man. You know, I said this on the show with our guys, the CFF list, and, and I got Jared about Brian Beatty. People thought that he was just going to come to Auburn all 170 pounds. Man, of no. And just going to come and just overtake Damari Austin and just. Ain't no way. I, I thought, no, special teams, man. Special teams, trick play, yep, type of player in the S. This is the SEC. Yep. This dude ain't bringing 170 pounds in here, being a every down back. Man, them defensive linemen and they got one arm. They got one arm tackle that dude every time he get the ball. <laughs> they stick that one arm out there and he going down. I'm telling you, man, he ain't built for that. No, he should have stayed where he was. Should have stayed where he was. Yep. another guy i'm high on man and and then we'll move on to some starting set jawar jordan jawar jordan he's not that big of a guy either but his offense doesn't the way this offense is and his conference the acc right doesn't need him to be six foot 210 215 the guy possesses a lot of speed the offense that he's playing in the brian brom offense I went back and looked at the Western Kentucky stats when he was there. Mm-hmm. When he had your guy, uh, Brandon Darty, you remember him? Mm-hmm. 
And the running back, I think you had the running back. Oh, man, I forgot his name. It's right on the tip of my tongue, too. Wales, Anthony Wales. Wales. Yes, Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They lit it up under Brian Brown. <laughs> I think you get a little bit of that here. The Big Ten was a lot slower, mm-hmm. so you really didn't have those eye-popping stats right. that you saw at Western Kentucky when he was there. It's a lot slower, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more methodical. I think the ACC, I don't know if it's going to be to that degree that we saw at Western Kentucky under mm-hmm. under uh, when, he, when he had Brandon Darty and Anthony Wales there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it'll be that, but I think it'll be closer to that than Purdue was. Mm. I think it'll be closer to that than Purdue was. When you look at the schedule, mm-hmm. it's 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 not bad. It's not the best of schedules. It's not like a Liberty schedule. That's why right. I, want, I like Quentin, Quentin Cooley because that Liberty schedule is just money, money, mm. <laughs> money. But this schedule here. Uh, NC State schedule, they have Notre Dame in week six. They have Pitt in week seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia Tech in week 10, that's pretty much it. Kentucky may have a decent defense in championship week, but depends on what this offense looks like. I don't think it'll matter. Mm-hmm. I think this dude is going to light it up because he is, I think he can be a problem out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. I do. I think I think he can be a problem out of the backfield, which just adds to his game. Right. It adds value to his uh CFF stock. Right. And so I'm 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 high on Jawar Jordan this year. There's, of course, there's so many others we can name, but for time's sake, we won't get into that. Okay, on let's move into some start and sit. But we got week. the players that we're not high on. You want to do those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. Thank you. That's, that's, that's a good co-host, America. It's <laughs> a good co-host. Players were not high on. We're low on the others. Maybe high on. Owens, who you got? Ooh, Will Rogers, man. Will Rogers. I don't think he going to suck. I think his number's going to come way down. You do think he going to suck. I don't think he going to suck, man. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that, but his numbers are gonna come down. And, and and well, you know what? Let me tell you, let me let me let me let me let me do it like this. Looking at his production from last year, if I based my uh, uh, let's see observation observation based off of last year's numbers that I'm looking at right now, he's gonna suck. <laughs> See, I told you, you think he don't suck. You trying to sugarcoat it? Listen, you put sugar on Dookie all day, it's still Dookie. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's still, still, still stink, too. Bro. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. If his numbers can get any worse than, than last year's, yeah, he definitely going to stink. <laughs> but I think I just don't see him, man, doing. I I stay, but you know what? Looking at the draft, his draft percentage, he's all the way down twenty five percent. Look like a lot of people are thinking the same thing. 
Ooh, Lord. Um, anyways, the other one, man, I've heard a lot of people was kind of, you know, I was one at first, you know, talking about this guy's offensive line, you know, was the best in the conference. And, you know, a lot of people thinking, oh, he's the starter now. And, and you know, this is his opportunity, you know, um, got, you know, some guys out of his way. You know, this is going to be his year. Schedule is favorable. Man, listen, watching Deion Hankins this this past weekend, man, I actually had him on my on my team, man. You heard me say had, right? He looks slow. That dude is slow. He's slow, man, and he gets you about about two or three yards of carry. You know what I'm saying? He, he if it wasn't for that touchdown, yeah, and 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 if it wasn't for that touchdown, man, Lord have mercy. But it was it was like, and I think the coaches saw it too. Because it was like two series where I didn't see him at all. It was like the other two dudes was out there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, where's Hankins? Mike Franklin. Where is, yes. Like, where is Hankins? Like, I ain't seen this dude in a long time. And he finally come back in. And he gets you a couple yards here and a couple yards there. So, nah, man, you got to get off my team. I can't do that. No, sir. Yeah. But, yeah, you're going to be a waiver wire uh, uh, player this year. I got you. And one of mine I already talked about. I won't elaborate, go any deeper. Brian Beatty, I already said what I had to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not him at all. Another one, man, this may make some people mad, but I do not care because you Uh-oh. can't. You don't have any, you don't have any ammunition. Uh-oh. Quinn Ewers. Yep. What do you see? Why is he a top 10, top 15 quarterback? He had one good game against guess who? Oh, you. That was it. Yep. The rest of his games, he was mediocre. He was so-so. He stunk in, in, a, in, a, in a few of them. Yep. Why are people high on this dude thinking, oh, man, all of his weapons, all, he ain't going to do nothing but overthrow him. I don't care if he did get his haircut, cut the mullet, and stop <laughs> Hey, man, that haircut going to change everything. It's going to reverse all that bad stuff. That haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Said the fresh fade done done it done it man it done it just because he got his haircut he top he top ten now boy top ten based off the haircut <laughs> man no <laughs> no 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 I don't think he's gonna do anything I think he may get benched halfway through the season because you know those donors are pulling on Star- uh, Sarkeesian for old Manning Manning gonna take over. Man, if his last name was Smith, he'd be a three star. Yeah. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And they probably won't even play the best quarterback, which is uh the uh the uh the, the big guy that I can't think of his name. I want him to transfer so bad. <laughs> Man, why can't I think of his name? Dude is huge too. Just just because it's Texas, you want him to transfer. Just yeah, because you know I I've never owned a Texas player. We've been doing mm-hmm. this for eighteen years. This will be year number eighteen. Yep. Oh, how many Texas players have you owned? Zero. Malik Murphy is his name, by the way. I've owned zero Texas players. I can't do it. Zero. I cannot. I yep. cannot bring myself to say yes. Go. Nope. Get in the end zone for. T- I can't do it. Okay. Nope, cause you have to. If you if he's on your team, you got to root for him. You have to say yes when he scored a touchdown. I yes. can't say yes. I can't say yes. I can't say yes can't to his it. success. 
and to them doing good, it's not in me. Nope. And it's not something that I'm trying to do or trying not to do. It's nope. just not there. Nope. Like Bijan, I, I think I think I had a chance to pick him a couple years ago, number one, when he was coming in. And no, I'm out, I knew the dude was a beast. I, I knew it. We talked about it. I said, is he that dude? Yeah. I just can't pick him up, man, because he played for Texas. I can't do it. I tell you what, I didn't want any part of him in CFF because he I can't I can't root for Texas. I had the second pick in my family draft with a couple of the guys that's in our home league. Sean. Sean mm-hmm. runs this league. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to bribe him. Cause I wanted B John so bad. <laughs> I was trying to bribe him. I was trying to trick him. Who you taking first, man? You know, Jameer Gibbs is such, 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 and such. He was like, I don't know. And we get to the draft and he take Bijan. I'm thinking, oh, I'll just, I'm going to oh, turn man. my computer off. I don't even want to pick. Oh man. Cause I wanted Bijan so bad, but I couldn't do it while he was at tech. I just couldn't. Right. 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 Another guy that I'm not high on, man, is your guy, Carson Steele, man. I know people I saw in a draft not too long ago. I actually got a couple drafts not too long ago that I had the opportunity of taking part in. People are still picking Carson Steele. Don't you know the narrative? <laughs> he's yeah. not the starter. He's, and it's not because he's not good. It's because TJ Harden is better. He's better. The depth chart came out. I want to say today, mm-hmm. and he's second. I know you you got the you got the infamous ores on there, mm-hmm. but he's second on there. He does not possess the speed and the burst to get to the outside that Tamarion Harden has, and mm-hmm. Tamarion Harden is a better receiver out of the backfield. I didn't say it. The coaches said it. Right. They said it, and so it's just not looking good. For Carson Steele at UCLA, he's another guy that should have stayed where he was. Should have stayed where he was. He was getting all the burn, man. All the burn. 20, 20 to 30 carries a game, man. Yeah. 200 yards here and there, you know, three touchdowns. He was getting down. That's fantasy goal. He was right there at fantasy goal. That's who he was, man. Got greedy. <sighs> Got greedy. One more guy and we'll move on. on. RJ Harvey. I just can't see it, man. I, I we I had this guy in our home league, and 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 I just kept thinking about it. And I think, you know what? I don't want no part of him in the Big Twelve. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Um, others may love love him and love his opportunities, mm-hmm. and you may be thinking, "Oh, Big Twelve different." No, the Big Twelve has better defenses than you think. Right. This is not two thousand thirteen Big Twelve. Right. This is not 2015 Big 12. The defenses on in the Big 12 has they 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 are better than you think and I don't like I don't like that. He has to play K-State. I don't like it. Baylor, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. He'll get some against Kansas, bye week, OU, I don't like it. West Virginia, eh, Cincinnati, no, I don't think he's going to do anything if they stay in the ACC against Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, I don't like it. Texas Tech, I don't like it. Houston, hey, maybe. I mean, he gonna have to work against Kansas too. I mean, I'm just saying. I know that they 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 get after it. They I know they throw against the run last year. Yeah, man. I just, I just, yeah. You might be right though, because it's gonna be an adjustment having to play that P that that P five schedule. Right. 
You know what I mean? You don't get old dominion to give you a break. Sure don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure don't. You know, you know, you don't get that. Uh, so you know, it is what it is. That's it, Owens. Let's 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 go to some starting set. This is under what do we say under forty percent this week, week one. Yes. Give you a little bit longer leash under forty percent. I know everybody is startable this week, but if you want to experiment, almost everybody because you have all the cupcake games, right? If you want to experiment, and if you think you have a game that's so much of a cupcake to where your players are going to play maybe a quarter or a quarter and a half, two quarters, consider these. Consider these because I think these are matchups in which you can get some uh, nice CFF value out of. Owens, who are you starting at quarterback this week? Man, I am going to go with the guy out of Tulsa. Uh, Braylon Braxton. T-Town. Listen, man, he's playing Arkansas Pine Bluff this week. And I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but if you go back to the last two games of last year in South Florida, 20 out of 27, 302 and a touchdown. But he had eight attempts for uh, 20 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Come back against Houston, 25 of 43, 316, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 11 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Mm-hmm. So both of them games, you're looking at 41 fantasy points in our league and 50 fantasy points in the last game. So that's against South Florida and Houston. This guy is sitting at uh, 15.8% drafted. Mm-hmm. That's a draft percentage, 15.8. Nobody's looking at him pretty much. Fantrax fixed the owner percentage, by the way. I meant to tell you that. They fixed it today. Okay. Yeah, he's still sitting at 15.81% draft. This is ridiculous. So he's 22% rostered right now. So nobody's really looking at him. He's playing Arkansas Pine Bluff. Got a nice Mm -hmm. schedule sitting on him, you know, um, throughout the season. Nice schedule. Nice. Yeah, I think he's yeah. gonna have. A, I think he's gonna have a, a a pretty outstanding year. But I'm starting him this week, man, against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Definitely, I like it. I like it. This guy, this is a bit of a iffy, and this is Fantrax's fault because this is Davis Brand, and we were looking at the drafted percentage, which was 39, percent and they just put the uh, rostered percentage on here, which would disqualify him for this list, but I'm not changing it this late. I don't have time for that. Fantrax, you got to get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. He's 46% roster. So he's on 46% of rosters on on Fantrax, and so that's a bit of a bump this week. But I saw 39% drafted, so I ran with that. I like Davis Brin. Again, I think new player in this offense, I think – they're going to try to establish some things. I think they're going to try to make a statement. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get him as much burn in this offense as they possibly can to get his, not just his feet wet, but I think they're going to try to get him waist deep wet. Mm-hmm. They've got UAB. I want to say that's a conference game coming up. Maybe not. I don't know. There's been so much conference realignment. Maybe they're still in the conference USA, UAB. No, I think they are. Uh, um, I think they are 
AC, uh, AAC, I think. So maybe it's not a conference game. I don't know. So much conference realignment here lately. But I got Davis Brand. I think he's going to do some damage in this game. So I'm starting Davis Brand at quarterback. Owens, who you got at running back? I have your boy, Noir Jordan. Jordan. Yes, sir. Versus Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech got the 105th ranked defense, rush defense in the country. I think he's going to get down, man. I, I, like you said, man, he's he's um he can catch the ball at the backfield. He had some pretty decent games last year, man. Um, looking at it against NC State, man, 16 carries, 105 yards and a touchdown. But he did some other stuff, you know what I'm saying, on the field as well. Like, Got some uh, kickoff return yards and you know different stuff receiving yards, but yeah, they didn't really start using him to late. If you think right, yeah. right, right. So, um, yeah, Georgia Tech man, yeah, he, he, I think he's gonna get down man, against them. So I'm starting Jordan this week. I got, I like it, I like it. I'm shooting from deep with this one. Anthony Hankerson, Colorado running back. Alton McCaskill is supposed to be the man out there, but he's still in a non-contact jersey. Mm. He has not been cleared for full contact yet. And this is Tuesday night as we're recording this. They're playing Saturday. I don't know how ready he's going to be if they do take the non-contact jersey off of him in the next couple of days. Anthony Hankerson is next in line. I know they love, everybody loves the little freshman there, Dylan Edwards, but he's not big enough to take on a real workload. Uh, right, right. 5, 9, 170. I don't know that he's ready for that. But Anthony Hankerson is next in line. Cavassier Smoke hadn't been there. Savion Wilkerson just got there from Dion's old school. Anthony Hankerson is next in line. Mm-hmm. I like Anthony Hankerson to take the workload, especially if Alta McCaskill does not shed that non-contact jersey. Anthony Hankerson against TCU. I think this game is a shootout. I want to be Watching this game to see what this looks like. Both of these offenses, new offensive coordinators, they're both looking to be explosive. Give me Anthony Hankerson. 1% roster. I like probably it. In the, that 1% is probably Pac-12 only league, too. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Who you got wide receiver? Man, I'm going with uh, Jaden Bray, man, from Oklahoma State. This dude is 18% rostered. They play in Central Arkansas this year, this week. Listen, um, I know they got a bunch of oars by quarterback, man. I think Alan Bowman is probably going to end up winning the job. But I don't, I don't, I don't care who's going to be at quarterback this week. But I think they're going to be doing a lot of, you know, uh, playing different quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. Man, I think Bray is going to have a big day. I think regardless of who's back there throwing the ball, I think Bray is gonna gonna have a breakout game this week in Central Arkansas. Wonderful, wonderful man! You've heard me talk about this guy already, and I'm gonna keep talking about him because I think I think he's gonna be the guy. Andrew Anthony, man, I'm starting Andrew Anthony against Arkansas State. I think mm-hmm. he gets him some big ones early. Mm. I think he maybe have a touchdown or two, maybe. But I think he gets some bombs early in this game against Arkansas State, whether it be from Dylan Gabriel or Jackson Arnold. Mm. I think he's going to have them, maybe a couple. I'm looking for him. I'm putting him in. 
just to have fun. Andrew <laughs> Anthony. Receiver, Oklahoma Sooners, baby. Who you got a tight end? Tight end, man. Let me see if I can butcher this dude's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clay Cundiff. That's right. Yeah. From Wisconsin, man. I think um, with with Mordecai going out there, he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I don't know how the transition is going to work out, but um, I think he's going to hit Cundiff a little bit, you know, more than often this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get his feet wet out there at Wisconsin. So I think it's a good start for him against Buffalo. So I'm rolling with old Clay. Clay, you getting in. Rolling with it. Rolling with it. Give me a big old Brevin Spanford. I mean, just a big old sucker, man. From Minnesota. Um, Minnesota playing. They're playing a conference game. Nebraska. They're playing Nebraska. I like this matchup. I know Matt Rule is there, and I know Matt Rule is making some noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to crown Nebraska as anything special. Right. So give me the big 6'7", 270-pound tight end. Brevin Spanford, 29% on. If you need a tight end, you're in a pickle, or you just want to have some fun in week one, mm-hmm. Brevin Spanford. Owens, I understand that on the show sheet, we do not have any sits. Wow. Neither one of us. Neither one of us. So I'm going to ask you on the fly. Oh, Lord have mercy. To work your magic and your expertise as a filibuster to give you time to find you some sits. I need you to find a sit at the quarterback position. The running back position, the wide receiver position, and the tight end position. Mm-hmm. I need you to do that, and I need you to do it fast. I need you to do fast. it. Yeah, you've been doing this for a while now. It should not take you that long. Fast, you should already have somebody in your head who you want to sit down. Because I know you've looked at your roster a few times and thought, you ain't getting in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you did last year. You, sir, are not getting in this game. Yeah, you're right about that. Who would that be for you, sir, at quarterback? We got a lot of teams, by the way, that's joining the FBS. You got Sam Houston State coming over. You got uh, who played this past week? Jacksonville State. Rich Rod squad, Jacksonville State came over. I think there's another one. There's one more coming over from, uh, what is it, uh, FCS, mm-hmm. I want to say, coming over from FCS. I'll find them in a minute. But they play Saturday. They're new to the whole bit. Um, so hopefully they can, they, can, they can give us something to uh, give us something to look at, give us something to consider. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Consider where fantasy is concerned. Don't just come in here taking up space. Right. Make yourself relevant. Make yourself useful. Yes. Owens, who you sitting at quarterback? You know, we have have a lot of uh, mismatches this weekend. I'm talking about a bunch. A bunch of them. So I'm not going to pick the obvious. But I'm going to do something, man. Check this out. 
I'm gonna sit Ethan Garbers at UCLA oh, against Coast against Coast Yep, yep, against Coast Carolina. I'm I'm sit. I will sit him. Okay. I think with the with the quarterback competition that went on, you got a true freshman coming in pushing you. Mm-hmm. And you've been named a starter a few days before game time. This this freshman is right back here. That you, you know you're a junior, but this freshman sitting back here looking at you. You already know he's 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 uh he's waiting. You know, Coach Carolina they had a 21 you know ranked pass defense last year. Okay, I understand this this is this is a different this is this different animal in UCLA. But if they had good enough athletes to be 21st, they might make him make some mistakes. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You make them mistakes. You make one mistake. Now, how is your mentality gonna be? Because you know this yeah. freshman. You know this freshman is right here waiting. <laughs> and He's you probably know the, going into the game with that monkey on his that, back. That, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm sitting there. I don't want to. I don't want to put a quarterback in the game that's dealing with something like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I want a quarterback in the game that's going. I know for a fact he was gonna get down. Yep. Not somebody looking over his shoulder. So I'm sitting Ethan Garbers, man. He is sitting Ethan Garbers. I yep. like it. I'm going to sit Michael Pratt, Tulane. Mm-hmm. South Alabama has a decent defense. Right. This is going to be a good game between these two teams. Mm-hmm. Conference game. South Alabama's really good overall. Mm-hmm. So it's Tulane. Right. They beat USC last year. They beat K-State last year. But that's a good team. Right. I don't think Michael Pratt is going to be fantasy relevant in this game against South Alabama. Owens, I got to <laughs> sit him. I know some people are high on him and thinking, man, he should he should, he should, take a step forward this year. Right. The great quarterback that he is, I don't think you'll see that in this game. Right. You may in another game, but not this one. I'm sitting Michael Pratt. Who you sitting that running back on? Mm, man, let's see. Um, I think I'm going to roll with, mm, I don't know. That might be a little too obvious. It might be a little too obvious. Obvious. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get one that's not so. It's so many mismatches, man, this week. It's just, yes, it is, man. It's just like. Everybody from San Diego State, yeah, y'all sitting down. I ain't, I ain't even trying to. <laughs> I ain't the even trying to even look at the whole backfield. I ain't even trying to look at y'all. Um, but I would probably, I would find a better matchup. I don't know if I would start Will Shipley versus Duke. Um, they got the twentieth. They had the twentieth ranked rush defense in the country. At Duke, don't know how Clement going to play. Um, Shipley is consistent. I mean, he's been consistent, you know, year after year. I, I just think, and I'm not starting him because I, I'm, I'm, I don't think he's going to like be bad. I don't think he's going to be terrible. I just mm-hmm. think there's a better running back that I can start for him. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just, I just, I will sit him for that reason. Like I can find a better running back to get me more production than Shipley would get against Duke. 
I like it. I like the logic there. I like the logic there a lot. Listen, who I'm going to go with in this game? There was a couple of them I was just looking at. I was looking at the Florida running backs against Utah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are, are high on ETN. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because this game is at Utah for one. Utah's always pretty solid on defense. Mm-hmm. Always pretty solid on defense. And then I was looking at Boise State against mm-hmm. Washington. George Halani, Aston Genty. For one, they're sharing a workload. I don't like this matchup at, at uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. I will sit any one of those backfields. Boise State or Florida? I think Boise State is the more prominent of the two. Mm-hmm. People don't trust Billy, Billy Napier, Sunbelt Billy. <laughs> they don't trust them. <laughs> Montreal Johnson and, and, and Trevor Etienne. Uh, Boise State's offensive system is more trustworthy. I just don't like the matchup. I would right. probably sit. If I had them in any league, I would not play George Halani or Ashton Genty. Mm. I would look elsewhere. I'm sitting the Boise State duo against Washington. Okay. Your wide receiver owns your wide receiver. Okay. Okay. Man, okay, this might shock some people, but I would do it anyways, and I'm gonna give you my reason. Uh Romeo Odunze. Odunze. Oh, I think I, I think Boise? yes. And here's Boise why. Nice now. <clears throat> Boise is nice. Boise is nice. This is why. If I look at the production from last year, he's he's a, he's a, he's a hit or miss wide receiver, and and I know it's got to do with him being doubled and all that kind of stuff. I understand that, but I want a wide receiver that's consistent. You understand what I'm saying? That that I know. You, you're going to give me double digits, you know, game in and game out. But he's a hit and miss wide receiver. McMillan is reaping the benefits of him, of, of Odunze being double team. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's reaping the benefits of it. So it's like, you know what, y'all go on over there and mess with him and, and, and give me all the catches. I take them because he's way more consistent if you're looking at the, the numbers and production. So, I will. Uh, I'm sitting on Dunze, man, this weekend's Boise. He is sitting on against Boise State. I'm looking, man. I think, uh, where can I go? That's a good one, man, because he, he, he is the guy there, but Jalen McMillan does reap the benefits of him getting double teamed and all that kind of stuff. Right. I'm going to go with a lot of people's favorite, Torrey Horton. Mm. Going up against Washington State. I understand Washington State was kind of iffy, so-so, suspect, sus last year. Right. Against the pass. But I like their efforts against Colorado State. I do. 
I like their efforts against Colorado State in this week one matchup. So if you got Tory Horton, I don't know that I would start him this year. I know some people are gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just you know it. You know it. Girl, <laughs> what did he say, man? I'm putting him in. Forget what he's talking about. And then get beat. And then they, and then... <laughs> I should have listened. <laughs> oh, they may not say that. They may say it's just one game. <laughs> Boy, you ain't lying. <laughs> Some people are just stubborn. You're stubborn. I don't like it. Or Jaleel Farouk. I'm not starting him either. I can say that. I can say Jaleel Farouk. Yep. I could say Tory Horton. I wouldn't start either one of those guys this week. Look elsewhere. <laughs> Man, you don't like Jaleel Farouk? No, I like him. I just don't like his placement in the most in the in the in, in the minds of most. <laughs> right. How they see him, how they view him. I, I don't like it. I don't like it, Owens. Uh tight end. I'm with you. I'm with you. It doesn't matter. It that no, it doesn't. Not this week, because you probably won't play. If you if you have a tight end, you probably need to just go ahead and play him. <laughs> yeah, because it, it seemed like every tight end got all the mixed mix matches this week. They got them all. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, man. They got them all. I can't find a tight end with a bad matchup. Bruh. <laughs> got them all. No. No. They got them all. That's that. That's that. That's it for uh, episode one. We're going to put a bow on that. Owens, any parting words, sir, before I hit this button? Man, it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Good to have some college football, man. Being able to sit down and dig in, you know, do some analyzing, man, doing some, some, some recruiting and and watching and looking and, and, and all that good fun stuff. Looking man. and watching. So looking and watching. Man, I'm just glad to be back, man. Just glad to be back. That's it for us, for Farnsworth and Owens. We out. Deuces. Peace. College season back. So the weight is lifted if you're looking for the stats, then you know just where to get them. Keeping you in tune with plays on the field. It's fine's worth the noise. Man, you know the drill. Ain't 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 ain't